Good morning, everyone. Welcome to today's Technology Innovation and Emissions Reduction Announcement. We will hear from Minister Rebecca Schultz, Emissions Reduction Alberta, and our great host venue, Avatar Innovations, as well as Ever Technologies' Janine Vanny. Then we will go to questions in the room and then take questions on the phone after. I'd like to now welcome the Honourable Rebecca Schultz, Minister of the Environment and Protected Areas of Alberta. Well, thank you so much. Good morning, everybody. It is so great to be here, especially during Small Business Week, to announce an exciting new funding competition designed to help businesses across our province. As you know, I'm a proud Albertan, and I often say what brought me here was the promise of this amazing place, a promise where if you are willing to work hard, you can be who and whatever you want to be. You can chart your own path, and that is because of the amazing people who call Alberta home. This province is home to the big thinkers, the risk takers, and the dreamers, the innovators who put Alberta on the map as an energy powerhouse and helped us consistently punch well above our weight on the world stage. Now, no one embraces this spirit more than small and medium-sized businesses. They are the backbone of our economy and, of course, our province. They make up about 96% of Alberta's businesses and employ hundreds of thousands of people right across our province. They're a source of constant creativity and ingenuity, and they have a critical role to play in reducing emissions now and, I believe, for decades to come. That's because small businesses face the same challenges as larger ones when it comes to finding ways to improving energy efficiency and lowering energy costs. And they can't always access the R&D budgets that some of the larger companies enjoy. Yet small and medium-sized businesses, they're entrepreneurs. They're problem solvers by nature. They're experts at finding new and better ways to streamline operations, solve problems, and develop new approaches and technologies. So that is why we're here today. This funding competition, I am so excited about. I'm proud to announce that Alberta's government is offering $40 million to help small and medium-sized businesses lower emissions, reduce energy costs, and keep growing our economy. This work is led by Emissions Reduction Alberta. It's an open competition, so any small or medium-sized business can apply. We're also opening it up to any Indigenous business or organization as well. With $40 million available, we want the best and the most creative ideas. They can be scale-up projects, pilot projects, demonstrations, a brand new, first-of-its-kind innovation. This is all about helping businesses take the next steps in energy efficiency and heating, digital solutions, methane emissions reduction, and a whole lot more. This is, of course, all part of our Made in Alberta plan to invest in technologies that reduce emissions, create jobs, and strengthen Alberta's economy. We're launching this funding competition because we know that small businesses are a critical partner in reducing emissions and transitioning our economy. And we are investing $40 million because we know that there is a lot of innovation happening in this province. But more than anything else, we are betting on the people of Alberta. We are the home of innovation, the province that helps show the world how to cut methane emissions quickly and for less cost. The province that helped prove CCUS isn't just an idea, but an effective technology with 11 million tons of CO2 stored and counting. We are the province that took existing drilling technology and turned it into a new clean source of geothermal energy, one that is set to power 200,000 homes across Germany, 
Janine, you're going to talk about that in a couple of minutes, I'm sure. Innovation can come from anywhere, and innovation abounds in our amazing province. Today's funding competition will help small businesses find creative ways to lower emissions, reduce energy costs, and keep, of course, growing our economy. I cannot wait to see what amazing ideas are put forward. Thank you so much for being here. I'm going to pass things over to Justin Reamer from Emissions Reduction Alberta to tell you more about the details of this next funding competition. Morning, everybody. So nice to see you all. Thank you, Minister, for those great remarks. Before I, uh, my remarks, I'm going to show you a little video on this small screen behind me. So have a look. Whether it's forestry, agriculture, oil and gas, or power generation, Emissions Reduction Alberta's portfolio includes hundreds of funded projects that reduce emissions across sectors. We know the biggest ideas don't always come from the biggest players. We know clean technology solutions won't always come from the places we might expect. That's why the Government of Alberta and Emissions Reduction Alberta are launching the Emerging Innovators Challenge. Alberta is home to numerous businesses working to commercialize technologies that reduce emissions and grow the economy. The success of these companies will be critical to enabling a net zero economy critical to prosperity. $40 million in funding from the Government of Alberta's Tier Fund will help these businesses launch their clean tech-driven businesses faster, grow their startup, contribute to the provincial economy, and become competitive on a global stage. This boost will help them drive economic growth and create more jobs. To learn more about the Emerging Innovators Challenge and to see if your clean technology solution might be what we're looking for, visit eralberta.com. So there you have it. And again, thank you, Minister and the Government of Alberta, for your ongoing support and commitment and transition to the net zero future. This government's ongoing commitment to small and medium-sized enterprise underscores the role they play in Alberta's economy. And I'd also like to thank everyone at Avatar Innovations, thank you, Kevin, and the Energy Transition Centre for hosting us here today, a very appropriate spot to have this announcement. The carbon tech sector in this province plays a pivotal role in energy transformation and Avatar is instrumental in moving innovation from concept to commercialization, something which we fund and something that is important uh, fundamentally to both Emissions Reduction Alberta and the Government of Alberta. So, as Minister Schultz mentioned, this is the announcement of the Emerging Innovators Challenge. This $40 million funding opportunity will invest in projects committed to finding technology uh, in solutions to support the decarbonization and emissions reduction future for our industries. Today's announcement is a bit different from some of the others. It's focused on the small and medium-sized enterprises. It's not technology or sector-specific. And what do we mean uh, when we say small and medium-sized businesses? Simple. By definition, medium-sized organizations employ less than 500 people. In other words, the businesses that make up the vast majority of our economy. While that definition may be simple, the challenges SMEs are facing are not. So the Emerging Innovators Challenge underscores our commitment at ERA to uh, supporting SMEs across the province. And we recognize the important role that organizations play not only here but in the entire Canadian context and around the world. This segment of our economy is 
are the change makers. These organizations, whether they have a few people or a few hundred, are dedicated to discovering new ways to do things, finding fresh approaches to facing challenges, and are charting inventive and purpose-driven paths to success. They are the catalysts of innovation. And that's why we're focusing this challenge on that segment of the economy. To date, about 53% of our portfolio at Emissions Reduction Alberta is funded projects that have been led by SMEs, by small, medium-sized enterprises. And while we're proud of that uh, number, we would like to do more and expand our investments in those areas. Novel, transformational technologies come from smaller players, the ones that are willing to take risks, innovate, and tackle challenges. Being smaller, they're more agile, they're more adaptable in their operations, and in many cases, they're often more entrepreneurial. But it's a grind. The sweat equity alone is not for the faint-hearted. This funding opportunity will help to de-risk technology developments and reduce the time it takes to get innovations to market. And through this challenge, ERA will work with other service providers in the innovation ecosystem, like Avatar, to help reduce barriers typically faced by SMEs, all of it aimed at achieving successful projects. SMEs are foundational to our provincial economy, and we're here to support their success. But what kinds of technologies are we looking for? This challenge is not geared, again, to any specific technology. It could be around enhanced energy efficiency and productivity. It could be around the circular economy. It could be around digital solutions or methane emissions reduction. It could be in the agriculture or forestry sector or natural carbon management. One stipulation for this competitive call is that the technology must be piloted or demonstrated or deployed in Alberta. This investment will help SMEs grow their startup, launch their clean tech-driven businesses, and become more competitive on a global scale and drive economic growth and creation. We want to invest in projects that demonstrate a clear value proposition for reducing greenhouse gas emissions. And so the total funding of the challenge will be $40 million. Successful applicants are eligible for up to $5 million or a minimum request of $250,000. I am pleased to announce that the challenge is now open for application on the ERA website. We're going to hear shortly from Janine at Ever Technologies, a great success story, which ERA helped to support in the early days. And I wanted to share a couple more examples of successful technologies and firms that Emissions Reduction Alberta has supported and how those investments have paid off. So back in 2013, we launched a $35 million grand challenge, Innovative Carbon Uses. This was a funding call designed to accelerate technology solutions in carbon dioxide utilization. This was 10 years ago. Alberta was ahead of its time putting out a challenge like this that far back. A company that's now called Carbon Upcycling Technologies formed in response to that challenge. They did not win the competition, they were not successful, but they showed significant promise and went to form a non-existent company to the youngest CO2 utilization company to generate commercial revenue. This Calgary-based startup uses CO2 emissions to enhance everyday materials like concrete, plastics, and batteries. They went uh, on to become one of the four Canadian companies in the finals for the Carbon X Prize, the Global X Prize. This established them as one of the top carbon utilization companies in the world. And last year, they received $4.4 million in funding through us for our Circular Economy Challenge. At the end of July of this year, Carbon Upcycling closed a $26 million Series A funding round. This will help them deploy multiple commercial projects, including two located directly at cement plants, from startup commercialization, all because of a funding call 
started by ERA. Carbon engineering, you may have heard of them. Uh, a direct air capture technology that was formed several years ago and incubated out of the University of Calgary. More than eight years ago, ERA provided them $500,000 for an early stage project to demonstrate their technology actually worked. A couple months ago, they were bought by Occidental Engineering for $1.1 billion. This will provide the capital to see the direct air capture technology they have deployed at an industrial scale. They are right now working on the largest direct air capture project in the world in Texas. So the success of ERA's strategic investments is best illustrated when we see funded companies scaling up first-of-kind projects, becoming operational, and attracting international attention. These are significant milestones that we as Albertans need to be proud of and are helping our companies find solutions to ensure the province is on track to meeting its targets. Today's announcement builds on a history of actions and accomplishments to reduce Alberta emissions and beyond, dating back to the formation of ERA, and doing it in a way without impeding economic growth reliability or energy reliability and affordability. Thanks to Alberta's tier fund, we will ensure that we stay competitive, overcome barriers, and succeed on the global stage. Thank you. I'm now handed over to Kevin Krausert, CEO of Avatar Innovations. Um, well, thank you, um, Justin, for uh, the warm introduction. Um, it's my pleasure to extend my heartfelt congratulations uh, to both the Government of Alberta and ERA on today's exciting announcement. As a fourth-generation Albertan oil and gas worker and a leader in Alberta's energy transition, I find this moment particularly significant. Uh, my family's journey in Alberta's energy sector goes back generations. Uh, my great-grandfather, a pioneer who immigrated to Turner Valley, found here a culture of collaboration, technological innovation, and hard work in the then-nascent oil and gas industry. He played a pivotal role in laying the foundation for an industry that would become a multi-generational engine of economic growth for our province and our nation. His generation was at the forefront of a global energy transformation, providing affordable energy to billions worldwide, improving living standards unimaginably, um, and today, as the world marches towards a net zero emissions future by 2050, Alberta is poised to lead once again. Our energy innovation ecosystem has never been more vibrant. We are diligently working to provide today's energy needs while building the energy system of tomorrow in a net zero world. Large energy companies are driving commercialization. Research facilities are delivering groundbreaking concepts. And innovators and entrepreneurs are bringing these new technologies to market every day. Today's funding announcement is vital. It supports our innovators and entrepreneurs, accelerating the delivery of crucial technologies to market. By allowing each part of our ecosystem to focus on its strengths, this funding de-risks new technologies, making them attractive to the large industrial players who are capable of scaling them. It's like putting wind in the sails of these technologies, propelling them forward. Alberta is rapidly becoming a global center of excellence in the energy transition, ready to showcase its talents and export its cutting-edge technologies. Today, thanks to the leadership of both the Government of Alberta and Emissions Reduction Alberta, we are just getting started. ERA stands tall as a shining example of leadership, vision, and collaboration in our province's innovation ecosystem. Their dedication to supporting breakthrough technologies and emissions reduction is truly remarkable. This funding will empower ERA to continue driving this innovation, promoting sustainability, and assisting 
startups and small and medium-sized enterprises in reducing the world's carbon footprint. Um, and as someone with decades of experience in the oil and gas industry, I couldn't be prouder of this transition. We're not abandoning our roots. We're evolving them. We're not reacting to change. We're driving it. Alberta is demonstrating that it can lead the world in both traditional and sustainable energy production. And on behalf of the countless innovators working in Avatar Innovations, we eagerly anticipate collaborating with both the Government of Alberta and ERA to shape the new energy future. It's an exciting time for our province, and I'm honoured to be a part of it. Now it's my pleasure to introduce our next speaker, Janine Vanny, EVP of Corporate Services at Ever, who embodies Alberta's spirit of exporting innovation to the world. Thank you. Thanks, Kevin, for the introduction, and uh, wow, I'm inspired. Um, it's, a, it's an absolute pleasure to be here today to celebrate the announcement of ERA's Emerging Innovators Challenge. Um, as Justin mentioned, the perspective I bring is one of a former ERA grant recipient. I work for a company called Ever Technologies. We've developed a novel advanced geothermal system called the Everloop that is capable of producing emissions-free, scalable, and base-load heat and power from geothermal energy, all using oil and gas technology. But that's not the interesting part. The interesting part is rewinding back to 2017 when we started the company in our basements. I hear myself in Justin's words. I, I hear and feel the journey that I experienced in Justin's words. Uh, we were a handful of people trying to figure out how we were going to fund how on earth we were going to fund this idea we had that we just couldn't prove in the lab. Like, we had to get drilling rigs and put this in the ground, or we couldn't attract investment into our company. We scoured the province looking for partners, data, and investment. We found all three. Without the stacking of a series of grants, including the ERA, we would not be where we are today, which is in scale-up mode. The initial ERA grant funding was used to drill and commission the Derek Riddell Everlight facility near Rocky Mountain House. Since commissioning the Everlight pilot, I'm proud to say we've raised over $250 million, drilled the world's deepest, hottest directional well in onshore North America in New Mexico, and we're currently commercializing in Bavaria, Germany. This project will heat and power over 100,000 homes. Ever's journey is an example of how crucial funding investment like that of the ERA grant investment we received, is important for leveraging the skills and abilities of the oil and gas workforce and fundamentally for nurturing innovation and providing a pathway to technology demonstration in the field. Not only are we proving up a global business model to address energy security and decarbonization needs for many regions, we're exporting Alberta ingenuity, expertise, and technology, as many places outside North America do not have the geoengineering capabilities to drill multilateral well pads. On behalf of my colleagues at EVER, I express our sincere gratitude to ERA and the Government of Alberta for the early stage investment, for the many meetings and due diligence sessions in behind that investment, and ultimately for believing in us when we were sitting in our basements with an idea. ERA's support was absolutely fundamental in getting our company off the ground because at that time, we were way too early for many institutional investors. I sincerely look forward to seeing what this new grant funding stream will unlock for the province of Alberta. I now call um, Mr. Fournier back to the podium to close the ceremony. Thank you. Thank you, Janine. Uh, we will now open the floor and the phone lines to questions. Friendly reminder that it will be one question and one follow-up. 
Uh, we're going to start with uh, the questions in the room before going to the phone lines. Hello, Emma Graney from the Globe and Mail. Um, Justin, this is for you and ERA. Um, this is extremely broad, as you noted in your comments, um, broader than I think a lot of the things that you've done before. So can you tell us a little bit more about how you're actually going to assess these applications, what you're going to be looking for, and whether the successful uh, proponents are going to have to report back with lessons learned through the money that they might get from you? Yes, thank you. Yes, it is a broad call. I might uh, point you to a recent call we had called Industrial Transformation, where we had a series of very innovative uh, technologies we funded across a spectrum of different sectors, and it netted some very high-quality submissions. And so by broadening this call up, we're hoping that SMEs bring their, their best quality projects forward. And we're looking for a variety of criteria, and they're now posted up on our website. One of the things we're looking for is the um, TRL level, the technology readiness level of these projects. They need to be a, what is called a seven or, or a seven to nine a technology readiness level. So very close to commercial deployment. Um, it was going to be good for them if they have an industrial partner where they can actually deploy and commercialize this site. Um, funding leverage is always something we look to. Um, we have a proud history of uh, and a track record now of seven to one on our funding leverage. So for every dollar invested we see seven dollars invested in um, we look at the management team and their capacity and uh, capabilities to pull this off and if there's a pathway to market but we also look at the technology we have a range of engineers and technical experts ghg me measurement experts that will assess this in a rigorous way to ensure it's a very credible and strong project going forward but we know that it's very difficult for SMEs to develop these kinds of projects and get it to the TRL 7 to 9. And so, as Kevin mentioned, we have a fantastic ecosystem of support already in this province. We have Alberta Innovates, we have Foresight, we have Avatar, we have Plug and Play and a variety of others. And we're going to work closely with a number of these innovators to match them up with the requisite talent of mentorship and uh, financial support that they may need to move and progress those projects well beyond just what our funding can do. So uh, it's going to be an ecosystem-wide approach. And yes, all of these projects, we pay for performance, so we only pay for work done. So they may be awarded $2 million, but that $2 million has to reach a series of milestones and uh, demonstrate the work, and then we pay on an invoice basis. When the project is complete, a final report is drawn up. We require knowledge sharing in a number of our elements. We're not risking the IP of the companies, but we do want to share with the broader uh, global population the learnings, the high-level learnings from a lot of these projects and what's being invested in, and that's an obligation as part of our public funding. Cool. Thanks. And to Ever Technologies, was it Janine? Um, question for you. You guys do some pretty cool stuff. Um, yeah, feel free. Off you go. Um, you guys do some cool stuff, um, some rare technology. I understand you've contracted recently with the San Antonio Air Force Base. Is that you guys? With That's correct. There? So geothermal projects um, have come under the pause by the Alberta government when it comes to renewables. I'm curious how that would have impacted your business early on had you been ready to go, had an approval in the line, ready to be done, and the government said, nah, can't do it. How much would that have impacted you guys? I don't think we would have seen a significant impact. 
uh, because we present very much uh, like an oil and gas, the way you would uh, license or lease a well and how you would implement that well. Um, and so I don't think uh, it, it would have a significant impact. And I, I guess I would like to just to point out that we're very appreciative of where we are at right now with the geothermal stage in Alberta. Um, geothermal is a part of the investment incentive grant program, which is a huge win for people looking to develop in Alberta. And uh, geothermal has also been um, included in the in Minister Jean's mandate letter as part of the climate change strategy. So um, I guess that's where I would leave it is I think... Um, we feel that we're gonna. It's not gonna affect us at all moving forward. Okay, thanks. thank you. Hi there. This question is for Minister Schultz. This is Sarah Often from Global News. I wanted to ask specifically about um, any concerns about clean tech companies moving out of Alberta. We've heard from a number of them who say there's better subsidies down in the states. Uh, how do you respond to that? What role does the federal government have in that? And what role does the provincial government have in that in terms of um, this moratorium that's in place and concerns over investment leaving Alberta? You know, I would say this. I think that the stories that we've heard, the real-life stories um, from those innovators here in Alberta today are a true testament to, I think, the ingenuity and the entrepreneurial spirit of Albertans. And, you know, we can support our traditional energy industry, uh, obviously. Uh, we need to. We need to meet world uh, energy demands and, of course, reduce emissions. And I think we're leading the way on that right here. You know, I think Premier said uh, last week we were at a news conference and being asked about uh, the impact that the pause has on renewable investments. First of all, Alberta led the way in Canada last year when it came to renewables. 75% of renewable investments across the country were here in Alberta alone. In fact, the number of megawatts in the queue in terms of projects that are looking to come and invest in Alberta went from what I believe was 30,000 megawatts to over 41,000. Um, that shows that there is still absolutely interest. But I, I think when we look at long-term certainty, the pause is really intended for us to get these things right, to address liability, reclamation, environmental impact concerns uh, and to address those across ministries uh, through our regulators and make sure that we do have certainty moving forward. So I think, you know, as we look to this, I mean, we're already a couple months into the pause. Uh, we've only got a few months left, but I think in the long term, this will help us provide, in fact, more certainty in the long term. Um, yeah, someone uh, actually working quite closely with uh, many of the startups and also as an organization that's just recently opened our office in Houston. The thing that the Inflation Reduction Act did um, that was sort of a watershed moment was, first of all, A, it was technology agnostic. Anything that reduced emissions would receive funding. It didn't play this hodgepodge of choosing winners and losers. Um, and secondarily, it's brutally simple. Uh, any ton of carbon taken out of the atmosphere, you get cash between 70 and $90. So all of a sudden, all these sub-economic projects that were going to make meaningful impacts on the energy transition um, went, went ahead. Uh, you've seen multi-billions of dollars with the final investments decisions made in sort of the year after the Inflation Reduction Act. Um, it's not an Alberta responsibility. It's a Canadian responsibility to figure out how we compete and play in that in a pro-business, pro-investment, pro-technology uh, sort of environment. And the good news is, yes, you know, a number of these early-stage technologies are obviously looking at what a pretty attractive market is, but Canada still struggles to get its act together. Um, the good news is, is we're getting the world's attention. Um, you know, the average Series A valuation or Seed Says valuations in the Houston region 
um, is you know starting to hover around you know 13 million dollars. A number of the investment investors I'm working with in the Houston and international ecosystems are starting to look at these sane stage sane valuation technologies in the Alberta ecosystem, um, and I think that we can get there. Um, the question we need to ask ourselves as Canadians is how do we win in this transition, um, and that's going to be by working with a, a technology agnostic approach similar to the IRA. Can I ask then, just as a follow-up, what the federal government, what you would like to see them doing to, to continue to attract that kind of investment and that broad investment I more? I on that one. Um, uh, you know, Canada's never going to have uh, the amount of dollars that the, the, the Americans have on throwing at the IRA. But the good news is we can be strategic around where we, we, we target these. You know, what I will say is I think the, you know, fatal flaw or even potentially the dent in the armor of the IRA is the assumption they're making is that all we have to do is execute on the energy transition. So we'll throw a whole bunch of non-dilutive funding at these early stage technologies and the technology cost curve will drop like it dropped like solar. Um, a significant amount of the cost curve drop in solar was actually interest rates. That's not a replicable technology curve that we can do. So... What if it doesn't drop? And that is the, the where we win is on technology and innovation. So what I would hope and encourage the government of Canada to do would be not only look at areas where we can get these energy transition projects to at least be on par with the economics in America, but also look at our innovation funding ecosystem that supports entrepreneurs as opposed to a generation of professional application fillers. Um, we don't need to invent more bureaucracies to manage innovation. We need to let the innovators innovate. Um, and I think that's what uh, Justin did today and the minister. Uh, just, just due to time, we're going to go to the phones now, unfortunately. Uh, so, operator, you could put through the first caller. Thank you. Uh, Sean Pulser, Western Standard. Well, hi. Uh, thanks for taking my call. I'm not sure who this goes to. Um, you had mentioned previously um, carbon engineering, and I'm uh, familiar with those folks um, because I've got their friends of mine. They work in the um, engineering department at the USC, um, and they got bought by Occidental for a billion dollars. So I guess my question is, how do we beat this uh, technology in Canada, you know, instead of building the world's largest uh, carbon sucker in Texas, like, uh, why don't we have this thing you know, going up in the oil in uh, Alberta? How, how do we incentivize, you know, once we develop this technology here in Alberta and, and keep it here and prevent it from going to uh, uh, get dollars from the IRA? Because, uh, I mean, these guys got a lot of uh, dollars from uh, Joe Biden as well, right? Which is why they're building it in Texas and not in Alberta. Sean, it's Justin Reamer from ERA. Uh, you came in quite muffled, so I'm not sure, but let me try and repeat if I got the question correct. How do we compete in Canada uh, against the U.S., uh, who is uh, seeing projects like carbon en engineering and direct air capture successfully deployed there? Is that is that the question? Yeah. Uh, how, do, how, do we, uh, how do we get those uh, technologies implemented here in Alberta? Yeah. yeah. You know, like... Uh, in the oil sand instead of yeah. down in uh, mid Sure. Yeah. So there, the the 
issue in, in the U.S. is it, it's a carrot function, right? It's, it's, a, it's a tax credit, the Inflation Reduction Act, and, and a, a, it has a very straightforward uh, economic calculation. In Canada, it's complicated because we have uh, provincial and federal governments weighing in with various policy incentives, uh, tax credits, uh, non-dilutive funding, and so forth. And so it's not as straightforward uh, uh, calculation very often to do some of these projects. When we talk about carbon engineering deploying in Texas, um, the Inflation Reduction Act was obviously a big incentive and cr- creates billions of dollars of incentive. Um, and perhaps we can't compete on that. And maybe uh, part of it, too, is the industrial makeup of our country. We don't have a lot of those big industrial players that be, would be willing to fund that uh, right off the get-go. So one of the things that I think we're doing is trying to shore up our ecosystem here with the, the players in, in, in Alberta and make it more streamlined for SMEs to work with and access capital that makes it more attractive for industrial players like the oil sands, like forestry, uh, like some of the bigger agricultural players, and make it attractive for these big industrial players to want to demo these new technologies. These big industrial companies are very risk-averse, uh, and appropriately so. They're billion-dollar companies with shareholders, so they can't make a lot of missteps. But what we're trying to do with these kinds of funding announcements today and a lot of the other policy incentives being created by the federal and provincial government is make it, make it easier. We're not going to win on every competition, but we are winning on things like hydrogen, carbon capture, sequestration, and a variety of other areas. We also have a small population and a small market, so we can only do so much. So it's important to put some of those things in perspective. I do just want to add, and I I think it's relevant to both this question and to the last one that Kevin was addressing, I think this really underscores Alberta's focus on working with industry to understand what technology exists, what is in the realm of possibility, and make sure that, you know, I mean, right now we do have a federal government that sometimes goes with a more punitive policy approach. That is not our approach. I think this underscores the importance of working with industry to say, look, we have a goal for carbon neutrality by 2050. How can we get there? And how can we get there using a variety of levers, whether that be regulations, but also incentives like we're announcing today to help industries grow and thrive? Um, just as a follow up, and uh, I'd just like to say that I'm okay, the, the tier funds are based on the federal carbon tax, which is going up to $170 by uh, 2035 or whatever, and I'm still trying to get to an expectation of a dollar figure of what that amount might be per year when it hits that level. But the question that I have is, would you be prepared to take those tier funds and then maybe use it to help deploy some of these uh, technologies? You know, like you're, you're saying these uh, big companies are risk-averse. Would there be a role for the other government to maybe, I don't know, uh, if it would be like an investment bank or just some kind of a way to, you know, segment off a chunk of those things to actually get these technologies out into the field. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not 100% sure I got all of your question, but I think the gist of it, um, to summarize, you're exactly right. Long-term funding in tier is impacted by the federal carbon price. Um, That said, I mean, I am a huge supporter of this program where we are taking investments from our large emitters and then reinvesting in industry to reduce emissions. Our partnership with Emissions Reduction Alberta is hugely important in that, and I'm grateful for the work that Justin and his team have been doing. Um, And we've already had a number of conversations about 
you know, what else? What does this look like as we move forward? Are there ways um, that we can look at uh, supporting CCUS and other um, technologies that we want to see happening right here in Alberta? Maybe looking at ways we can support projects um, at different places, uh, I would say, in, in the process of development. Um, those are early conversations. We also, of course, know that we have uh, other organizations like Alberta Innovates that also support a lot of this work. So, um, you know, we're open to a lot of different ideas. I want to continue to see Alberta be a leader. When I hear uh, Kevin and Janine talk about the amazing things that are happening right here in Alberta, building on our expertise in energy and oil and gas, and I would say celebrating our proud history and uh, our resource development record, but also saying, you know, where where are we going next? This is exciting. This is something that we want to invest in, and I, I think it just shows the great partnership as well that both the government and Emissions Reduction Alberta have with industry. Unfortunately, that is all the time we have today. So this concludes today's announcement. Thank you and have a good day, everyone.